Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast at Return to Play Pod on Twitter. Getting some followers. We've gotten gotten a few followers uh, with our tweets. Uh, big shout out to J- Danny for his Danny's poll. Pretty good stuff on, on Twitter. Uh, Danny ranks the top 25 college teams in his mind. Uh, gets Feel free to argue with him. He loves uh, arguing about it on the Twitter at Return to Play Pod. Danny, let's just start with the Steelers. Let's start with Kenny Pickett. Everything, uh, the floor is yours to start here. Love shooting the shit with college football. So, yeah, get on there, argue with me about my poll. Uh, I I took a couple big L's and a couple big dubs. So, Minnesota really let me down last week, but they were playing, playing without their best player. But yeah, so on to the uh, on to the Steelers. He obviously didn't like Mitch getting pulled at that time. I think it was. I mean, I was pretty vocal about that on Twitter. At this point, I think it's basically it sucks. It fucking stinks. It's it's pretty much Pittsburgh waving the white white flag at this point and kind of just giving up on the season. Which for a for a financial standpoint, I get because they're gonna save a bunch of money on incentives that Mitch would hit if he plays the full season. Basically, they're saying, you know, we're going to see what we got with this picket kid. If they don't, I mean, people people are, like, praising Kenny. He didn't look horrible. He didn't look great either. Um, you know, they act like Kenny led this huge comeback. But in reality, Minka fucking set them up at the four-yard line. Like, Pittsburgh went four yards and scored. And then Kenny had the bad the bad pick to blow the game. So, like, I don't like this narrative of, like, oh, he, he led this fucking epic epic comeback over the Jets and they just blew it at the end like no Minka put them up and then Kenny blew it at the end I did make some good throws made some bad rookie mistakes the thing that pisses me off is like he's Kenny Pickett is not your typical rookie I've been telling people this all week he's 24 years old the COVID year gave him an extra year he was a six-year player a four-year starter he's way too experienced to be making that making that throw that that was a very youthful inexperienced throw that obviously Mitch doesn't make. Maybe Kenny does give you more upside, but Mitch Mitch doesn't make that throw. Pittsburgh gets out of there with the dub. So I think by there, you know, they're they're rolling with Kenny at this point, which sucks for Mitch. I wouldn't be surprised if he's uh cut or dealt. I, I doubt he's on the team next year at this point. With him not hitting the incentives, his cap number next year will be a lot lower. Um easier for Pittsburgh to part with and, and to manage the the rest of their roster. It sucks. You know, and even even uh Never in my life have I really watched a Pittsburgh team that has, you know, kind of, kind of given up this early and and played for next year. So that's it's frustrating. It kind of hurts. Even the year before Roethlisberger, they were still initially expected to be good and and competing late into the year. Even though they kind of f- fell apart and were out of the playoffs, they were still, you know, they were still alive deep into the season. So. Tough pill to swallow. I do feel terrible for for TJ and Minka and you know the, these guys that are at their peak and their prime. Guys like Cam that are getting older. It kind of kind of you know it's it's like a wasted year. It feels like and but hopefully hopefully Kenny becomes the guy and and we just got to trust the process at this point. Yeah, I've been battling with my thoughts and emotions on this subject kind of all week. Come to the terms of Mitch wasn't gonna win us a lot of football games. Uh, probably not going to win us any of the next four football games. We'll never know if he would have beaten the Jets. 
because there would have been a million different outcomes. Teams would played completely differently if Mitch Trubisky stays in the game the whole time. It definitely created a spark in Acrisure. Oh, in the stadiums. fans for sure. And that well, and that's another thing that pissed me off. My my initial rant was kind of mild, which is surprising to me because I was fucking furious. Yeah, we should have just got taped this. <laughs> Sunday. But, uh, uh, but you know, I've, I guess I've had a couple of days to, to cool off, but, but what pisses me off, it's like, it, it, it was such like a Browns atmosphere. Like from week one, they were booing Mitch and, and yeah. chanting for Kenny. Like you, like it, and, and that's what I've been saying on, on Twitter. It's like you dumb fucking yinzers. Like you got, you got Kenny and you lost to the fucking jets too. Like you got a stupid interception at the end when we're trying to ice the game, you know, defense gives up a, a, a drive down the stretch to lose the game. So, I mean, you. It is what it is. Like you, you get what you you get what you get, and you know you asked for Kenny, you got Kenny, and now you you take an L to the Jets. So, I mean, I'm I'm sure, like you know, upside. Sure, Kenny gives you has more upside in the future, and so if you're playing for the future, sure, play Kenny. But if you if you knew if you knew you you know if you knew that was like if you I I don't understand why they pulled Trubisky when they pulled him. That's the part that pisses me off most. Like. Like yeah. why not? Like if you know that why if you know you're playing Kenny, why is Kenny? Why did you not give Kenny first team reps all week? Why is why is Kenny not the starter from the rip? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's but the they part, weren't. That's the part that's infuriating to me. And Baby. like I mean, the, like like, and it's not Mitch's fault. Deontay has stone fucking hands. Like it's not <laughs> Mitch. Mitch Mitch was playing playing fine. It's not his fault they were losing. Like he throws a perfect pass to Deontay, hits him right in his fucking hands, and gets interception and sets the jet Jets up for a score. That's why you're losing a half. It had nothing to do with Mitch. It, it's fucking like like you didn't bench Deontay when it, because when the drops are back, you know what I mean? Like so yeah. that's like it. Just, and they're it, back. It's yeah, and they're back. They're they're fucking back, and it's pissing me off. If Deontay doesn't have the drops, they don't lose to the Browns. They don't lose to the Jets, and so you know, and obviously Yenzers are you know chanting for their for their boy, and Mitch Mitch is kind of the scapegoat for that. You know, was Trubisky as good as he could have been? No, but he he wasn't nearly as bad as people have shitted on him for, and it's unfortunate. Well, let me give you some some upside here. Uh, the kid went ten for ten. Don't don't think about the three picks. He went ten for ten in his debut with two rushing touchdowns. He did not. Where, he did not have a pass hit the ground. You take say the, that. Take all the context of the game out of it. Just looking at the numbers, kid's a stud. The the third pick was not was the, was a hail mary at the end of the game. That that was not his fault. The first two were were bad. You know, just rookie mistakes and and. and I have a hard time believing right now that Kenny Pickett gives you a better chance to win than Mitch Trubisky. Oh. For the future, Kenny had definitely probably you know for the future upside, especially with your you you know you're tied into him as a first round pick and you you know the money you're going to pay him over time. Uh, I, well, I have some other some other things to say. Uh, well, what I wanted to say was also Kenny Pickett's first start as a Pitt Panther as a plus 14 underdog to the Miami Hurricanes, a game in which Pitt won by 10 points. And then also the last time a rookie quarterback defeated the number one pass defense. In this case, the Bills have the number one pass defense. Last time a rookie quarterback defeated a number one pass defense, Big Ben. A lot of things lining up. Maybe we live in a matrix. And maybe this is uh, history might repeat itself a little bit uh, with a wild. It would it would be absolutely stupendous for Kenny Pickett to beat the Bills in Buffalo. 
They're six to one on uh, FanDuel. I'm going to sprinkle it just for fun. Uh, it's basically I'm basically donating my money to the book. They're so, in this game, and I mean, and, they, and he is he is not set up for success. It's without T.J. Watt. You know, Pittsburgh had almost had to be three and one at this point, two and two at the bare minimum, and to choke that to piss that game away in the fashion that they did. Because, and like I said, Kenny did he did. Obviously, he energized the crowd. Dumb Yinzers got what they wanted. He he did show some promise. He had a nice throw to to Pickens, I believe it was on the sideline, a back back shoulder type of thing. Had a nice throw to Pat getting hit. Um, obviously, he's got some athleticism, but Mitch does as well. The the only the thing Mitch has not been playing bad. He has been taking the set. The Pittsburgh's pass blocking has actually been good this year. Trubisky's sat there and done stupid shit and taken way too many sacks. A Joe Burrow type type of thing where he, a lot of Joe Burrow Burrow's sacks are his fault from trying to prolong it. And Mitch was kind of doing similar things like get rid of the ball, you know, at least get it away or 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 you know check it down, whatever. You know, don't, you, too many drive killing sacks. That's the big thing I will say that Mitch was struggling with that Pickett did not do. Pickett was tucking the ball and running and. Or throwing, or making ill-advised throws. The two picks were were killer. Sucks and pissed. And and like I said, I've never, I've never, I've never known. Obviously, we've been blessed for the past eighteen years. Even the year Ben went down, Pittsburgh was still eight and five until until they choked away the last three games in typical Tomlin fashion. So I mean, I've never known a Pittsburgh team to wave the flag quite so early. Never, never in my life. I mean, they were good through the nineties when I was when I was a little tyke. They were good in the early 2000s, before Ben got there, and then the you know the year before Ben they struggled, but they were still they were still more competitive than this. This hey, sorry team who's who's to say we're gonna be a terrible team? And I mean, if if it, well, let me put it this way: I am going to enjoy the ride this season. All the pressure is off, so to speak, and I'm still going to be pissed if we lose or like whatever. But uh, it's not going to be like all those years prior where it was like. Fuck! This is like the finite amount of time where I know the Steelers are good and are contenders, and every loss is like a dagger in my liver. Uh, now you know it's. Let's see what we got in Kenny Pickett. If we lose competitive games and the defense is still good, and it's not great. It's it's average at the worst. Average to good defense, and the offensive line's playing okay. They're starting to click a little bit. Now things are going to change with Kenny. They're going to have to adapt to that. Basically, what I'm looking for is, okay, say we lose a ton of games. Kenny looks competitive. Kenny's making, you know, kind of looked like Mac Jones last year. Like, okay, this kid's got something, and he's not shit and destined to be a backup or out of the league. Like, let's take some steps forwards with Kenny and and see what we got. And then, caveat, we get a good draft pick, good, good, good draft position, which the Steelers never have. So there, there are some glimmers of hope, and, and my main maybe Kenny looks really bad, and they get there's some good quarterbacks coming up. <laughs> the thing, the, and this that. Kid, he's coming in. This he's getting a four game gauntlet too. That's why I said earlier they had to be be yeah. three and one at this point because his first four, uh, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Miami, and Philly. So it's gonna be a gonna be a tough October, scare spooky season. Yeah, well, I'm rooting for him, obviously. Oh, I have no choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but I'm gonna, but I'm gonna say I told you so every step of the way too. (laughs) 
Uh, I don't. I'm not expecting him to be. La- last note before then we'll move on. I'm not expecting him to be big. Big Ben's rookie season. Uh, people are making that comparison way too much. Uh, I agree with you. I don't know what has become of Steelers fans, but we used to be like a smart football town, and now it's just put in the put in the new guy. Everything, <laughs> you know, everything went out the door when Ben left. It's 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 they don't know what to, they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, yeah, because they don't have a, a Jesus like figure at quarterback. Uh, so okay. That's enough of that. Let's get into the injury news. There's a ton of quarterbacks to talk about as well here. And then uh, a shorter heating pad, ice pack, and then we'll get to the rest of it. Okay, quarterback injury news. Mac Jones limited to practice, but back at practice. Uh, quarter little quarterback battle between Mac and Zappy. What do you got for these guys? I, w- I would still expect Mac Jones to be out this week. Um, Brian Hoyer also in the concussion protocol, so it'll be interesting to see. I expect Mac Jones, he's returning to practice in a limited capacity. I would still anticipate he probably misses this week, but we'll see. If he gets if he logs full practices by the end of the week, maybe he'll be out there. But we might we might see uh, Bailey Zappi in his first start. Looked all right for his for his first NFL action. Yeah, uh, I don't think Green Bay was really expecting to see him. Maybe they were. Who knows? I'm sure they prepped a little bit for him. But uh, we'll see how he does when a team has a full week to prepare for Bailey Zappi and, and you know, cook up some uh, different looks and blitzes, much like Kenny Pickett playing the number one pass defense. Let's move on. Jameis still not practicing. He's definitely going to be out again this week, but Kamara's practicing limited. Pretty much everybody else limited uh, and moving down the line. Michael Thomas also out. So Thomas and Winston out. Not not great for the Saints here playing uh, Seahawks. They should they should still be competitive with Andy Dalton against the Seahawks. A okay team. We'll see how that goes. I don't think I don't like the Saints minus five and a half though. I I do kind of like the Seahawks with the points. Uh, What do you what do we got next? Uh, Tua (laughs) ruled out already. Um, No surprise. I I don't think. I don't think they could uh, survive the angry mob that they would have faced if if two was rushed back. Or the lawsuits looked looked bad. You get you guys got some awesome live reaction from Steve. It's actually posturing like that is actually a fairly common symptom of of a concussion. It's not always quite that prolonged, or you know, with the cameras straight on them the entire time. So Tua obviously got a very strong social media reaction to it especially after you know the the previous week so it was it, but it's actually it's actually not a very it, it's a pretty common symptom after a concussion it's just not quite usually prolonged or usually you have the you know, the balled up fist you know where their where their arms are flexed more more towards their upper body looked scary not as bad as it could have been he you know he was discharged that night went home with the team probably going to miss a week or two Miami at this point is not not going to rush him back Teddy Teddy B time in in South Beach uh Teddy Br- Bridgewater is excellent against the spread I think it's something like 11 and 13 and 5, somewhere in that range against the spread. So minus three are the Dolphins at the Jets divisional game. Let's was, go. Oh, go to go ahead. It was uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Garrett Gilbert was who the uh, the the 
Patriots worked out and they're expected to sign. So, I and then in looking this up, I saw that they are bringing back the uh, the red uh, AFL uniforms. One of my favorite jerseys in sports. The old school Patriots red jerseys are 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 making their their long awaited return this Sunday. So I'm kind of pumped for that. Daniel Jones. Did we did we talk about Daniel Jones? Did I just skip him? Daniel Jones uh, looked like he was practicing today with the ankle injury. He he went out of the game, and then Tyrod, the backup, got out of the get knocked out of the game, and they had Saquon running the quarterback for a little bit. They just went went uh wildcat the whole time looked good got a lot of touches i am nervous about the amount of touches saquon uh has been getting especially you know with his with his history but i'm glad the dude is freaking crushing it like i'm I'm so pumped about that that is that is the one thing salvaging my my nfl season like i'm so pissed about the steelers but like i'm so happy for saquon uh but looked like daniel jones looked okay in practice today so i, I expect him to play this week no, uh, no, no wildcat start for Saquon. Expect Daniel Jones out there. Yeah. So we got running backs. Jonathan Taylor's out, as you know. Also, three three defenders are out for the Colts. So the Colts are pretty banged up going into the game tonight. We'll see what they look like. I mean, the Broncos seem. It seems like a game the Broncos should win at home, mile high kind of getting crispy out with the weather. So, you know, we'll, and Colts play indoors too. We'll see how the Colts can respond to playing outside in that weather as well. Broncos, I, I don't mind the Broncos in like a money line parlay, but I wouldn't go to, I would dip my toe lightly in that Russell Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett stew. Uh, Javante Williams, tough loss for the Broncos on the other side of the ball, as I notice as I read down the, the script here. Uh, tough for, for a lot of fantasy owners. He probably was going, I think, third round, second, third round. Javante Williams and was looking like he was going to be an excellent fantasy producer throughout the season. Tough, tough loss. That sucks because he, he's a fun guy to watch. And then, you know, th- that kind of power scrappy back that he is tearing his knee two two ligaments in the knee i think it's going to be tough for him to rekindle his career you know i think he might you know initial reaction javante williams takes a step back from his expected production i'd expect him to be more of a fifth six round guy next year we'll see what do you think yeah, I, I mean, I, I I think he'll get back to 100% being a young guy. But like Steve touched on, just such a powerful runner. It sucks he was a promising promising guy, like looked looked really good this year. And with Melvin Gordon's fumble troubles, looked like he was probably going to be, you know, the, the, the bell cow. So Melvin Gordon owners are probably happy about this. But uh, tough going down with the ACL, LCL, two ligaments, like Steve said. While I do expect him to get back to 100%, I don't think it'll be a full season next year. Probably a guy that'll start on the pup or at least miss a miss a few weeks into the season like J.K. Dobbins this year. Tough loss if you had him. The funny thing, though, in my league, Steve, I don't know if, if, if I told you this or not. Uh, Alex, another guy that in our league, I don't know if he listens to this or not. But if you do, if, if you're listening, you're an ugly bitch. But, dude... His three running backs on his team, Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, and his the, the next one we're going to talk about, Cordero Patterson, <laughs> lost all three running backs on one day. I've never seen anything like it in fantasy. <laughs> Cordero Patterson on the trade. IR with a, with a knee injury. Um, so he, he, he is expected to be back, but he's got to be out at least four weeks being on the IR. So uh, I, I, Tyler Algier, we'll, we'll get to him in heating pad ice pack, but I, I, I like that kid. So definitely a, a big uh, waiver wire or free agency target if he's available in your leagues. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to send him a, a little trade 
trade here, see what he thinks. I'm I'm pretty loaded at running back. Not that anyone cares. So let's move on to wide receiver. The Lions, this is kind of uh, everybody. No skill players played for the Lions today, meaning, t- I mean, yes, some obviously did. But Hawkinson did not practice. Chark, Amon Ra, DeAndre Swift, uh, none of them practiced at all today. So tough, tough practice for the Lions today. who Jared Goff throw to today, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Lions stink, but they're fun to watch. Their overs have been crushing. This is two weeks in a row now without Swift and Amon Ra then. And now Chark didn't practice and Hawkinson didn't practice. Yeah, I wouldn't expect much from them this week, but uh, who knows? They've been scoring like 40 points a game. You got anything on the Lions? Or are we moving down to... Michael Thomas still not practicing. We kind of skipped over that. We talked about it uh, earlier with Jameis, so I, I wouldn't expect him back this week, especially with. I told you last week if he if he doesn't play Sunday, I'm pretty I'm pretty concerned about outlook for the year. So I, I wouldn't expect him to milk this into an extended time off like he has with his previous injuries. Yeah, correct. So, and then uh, the Buccaneers, another team similar to the Lions. No one really practiced today. He's obviously busy taking care of some personal things, so I don't even know if he was in the building or not. But everyone else for the Buccaneers, uh, limited at practice, so probably like an install day, mental day, not a whole lot of plays actually being practiced uh, without Tom on the field. Oh, you got any Tom Brady jokes? or I saw a funny tweet <laughs> said uh, Tom Tom Brady really – really threw away his whole family just to prove Adam Schefter wrong or something. I thought it was pretty <laughs> funny. Something along those lines. Uh, I saw <clears throat> one meme made me chuckle. It was who gets the almonds. And it was like a picture of both of them with just a jar of almonds in the middle. Cause you know, that's all they eat for meals. Uh, crickets. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro's back, that fumbling bitch. He didn't deserve that. He got knocked in the skull on that last fumble, and uh, the refs just didn't didn't give a shit, I guess, that play. Still salty about that fucking Arizona Cardinals can suck my ass. Fuck them. I fucking hate the Arizona Cardinals. Hunter Renfro's back, though. I think uh, Raiders got a win without him, so I don't know what that says. First win without Hunter Renfro around. Now he's back. I think he will then play. We were to have moved him down to the next segment. I'm going to give him an ice pack, though. Still kind of, you know, come back from the fumble. And they're playing the friggin' Chiefs. So You know what? Is that the, a night game, though? No. it is. Yeah, it's the Monday night game, I think. Oh, Monday night. So, okay, no. He, heating pad on Hunter Renfro, primetime game. If he plays, you know he'll have like a couple couple splash plays. So yeah, bro. Uh, I'd be a, I'd be a ice pack. Oh, Miami just got a got a penalty kick. They're about to go up three zero. That's big time for the. We'll get to, we'll get to. I'll have a soccer rant when we get to the draw of the week. But that's neither here nor there. I'm a I'm a ice pack for uh, Hunter Renfro. I think the addition of Devonte Adams is kind of thrown off his role a little bit. He had a low low productive few weeks before he got hurt. But week that's enough about Hunter Renfro. We can move on. <laughs> Miles Garrett returned to practice today. Looked all smiles. Looked like a superhuman freak. Just that dude is built. I hate him, but he's built. Uh had a couple bandages on, had his wrist bandaged up. Um so I'm sure he's uh still not a hundred percent but back at practice, probably gonna play this week. Oh, yeah. um, Minka out of practice today with a knee injury. They said he still has a chance to play, but we'll see how the 
how the week rolls out for him. So Bills might put 50 on Pittsburgh. I've never been slow, like I've never been so fearful of a Steelers game in my life. Like I've always, even when they're a heavy underdog, I've always, I've always somewhat level of confidence. Like they're just like it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be ugly. And if Minka's not in there, Josh Allen's gonna have 94 touchdowns in the first half. <sighs> yeah, we we need uh, Minka to even keep it keep it keep it respectable. In the first half, we need Minka for for that. Otherwise, we are. I will take. I will put a lot on the Bills if Minka's out, and I think that line would move to like sixteen. I think Minka's worth two points, but we'll see. I think he does play though. If he's he finished the game, so they those guys play Steelers culture. Let's move on to heating pad ice pack. Let's start with uh, Teddy Bridgewater getting his first start. Like I said, Teddy cover covering machine, a fair Jets defense. They're not bad. They've, they, you know, they held the, all of the AFC North to uh, almost all the AFC North to around 20, 24 points. Dolphins though have two elite, elite wide receivers. And if Teddy Bridgewater can get on the same page with either of those guys, I think it's going to be a long day for the Jets. Divisional game, you know, heat, heating pad for for Teddy Bridgewater. I think he manages the game well enough against the Jets. Yeah, I actually I like Teddy B this week a lot. Um, so I'm a, I'm a heating pad here. I think if you need a quarterback in your fantasy leagues, he's definitely a a good pickup. He'll be probably pretty cheap in your in your DFS. So I I, I like Teddy B. Like Steve said, he got a lot of weapons playing a bad Jets team. I don't care how how many times they beat Pittsburgh and Cleveland. The Jets still stink. Pittsburgh stinks. Cleveland stinks. They're just they're just the bottom tier. They're the settler, the the seller dwellers of the of the league. So I like Teddy B. I think I mean you watched Tua throw six touchdowns against Baltimore, so Teddy B can put up some points too in this offense. Heating pad. Uh, J.K. Dobbins had a chest injury. Uh, apparently, this was the second week in a row he was listed with a chest injury, but did not practice today a guy that hasn't really practiced much at all this season john harbaugh said this as expected i'm guessing with uh this injury designation two weeks in a row that it's like a bruised rib or something like that otherwise he wouldn't have played last week chest injury i I can't think of anything else so i assume he has a bruised rib he'll play again this week and a heating pad because he's clearly just back to being the bell cow uh what do you got? I disagree. I'm an I'm a ice pack. I still think they bring him back slowly. Two. I mean, he did have the touchdown last week, but it wasn't. Uh, you know, he was still in a in a split. Justice Hill. Uh, so I, I think that he'll probably still get only sixty percent of the carries ish. So I'm I'm a ice pack for this week. Yeah, and well, to go real quick back up to uh, Teddy Bridgewater, fifty four hundred dollars on DraftKings. He is cheaper than. Carson Wentz and and Tom Brady cheaper than some of those guys, but and cheaper than Trevor Lawrence, but he's still more money than Mariota, Garoppolo, Cooper Rush, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is only fifty three hundred dollars playing, um, you know, at home against the Dolphins, but Dolphins pretty good uh, defense, pretty 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 good. So there's a little rundown for the. Uh, quarterbacks on DraftKings. So yeah, Ted, Teddy Bridgewater, I'd say out of that grouping, yeah, Teddy's probably the best quarterback there at that $5,000 range. Kenny Pickett's yeah. $5,100. Lowest priced 
projecting start starting quarterback. Yeah, I like that. Miami just went up four nil, so that helps. That helps the crew. Moving along, Tyler Algier filling in for. I, I like it. I love this kid. Loved watching him last year. He's a he's a powerful runner. Uh, got some explosiveness to him. Yeah, so I, I I'm, I'm a heating pad here. I think I think. You know, if he's going to be the starter for four weeks, probably pick him up. If he's if he's not already picked up in your leagues, uh, I love Tyler Algier. Algier, I can't even talk. Tyler Algier, hating pad. Yeah, I I looked at him on the waiver wire and couldn't pull the trigger. You know, I have James Conner at ETN, Damian Harris, Singletary. Um, I'm kind of good. I would have. The only person I would have dropped him for was JD McKissick. Maybe I should have done that. Yeah, you definitely should have done that, which is a perfect segue into our next guy. Brian Robinson activated from the uh, non-football injury list. So he has basically 21 days to be activated to the active roster. I still wouldn't expect him back this week, but even if he does come back, I'm a, I'm a big ice pack. I think this is – a lot of people are really overreacting to this, even if he is a promising guy, and I think he will eventually probably be the main guy in their backfield, I don't think. I don't even, I mean, it's worth monitoring, but like, don't put him in and start him the week he's activated. It's not like he's not going to come out there and get 20 carries right away. Like he's still going to be in a committee best case scenario with McKissick and uh, Antonio Gibson, who's looked pretty, pretty good so far. So I'm a, I'm a big ice pack on this. If he does become the guy, it's not going to be for several weeks still, or, you know, pending an injury. So uh, don't overreact to this. Don't reach and, and, you know, plug this guy in for no reason. Uh, agreed. And but, uh, yeah, I, now, now I just spent all that time looking at the, my, my fantasy team. Let's move on. Hollywood Brown did not practice today. He's on my fantasy team as well. Oh, this is a theme here. Did not practice. I expect him to play though at home, played the whole game Sunday, just a foot injury. So to me, foot means not the ankle, but you know, t- I bet teams could be pretty shysty with that. So if it is just a midfoot sprain, whatever, not probably just uh, precautionary rest on a Wednesday. Look for his practice schedule here to see what he does Thursday and Friday. If he's even limited, then I think he plays. And I, I obviously heating pad him. What do you got? Yeah, I agree with Steve here. If he's getting limited practices by the end of the week, I expect him to play and I'm a heating pad. Getting a lot of catches with uh, Hopkins out. So I think he's going to continue to capitalize off of that. Yeah, he seems to be a good fit there. Definitely. So that kind of shows you, like, he didn't do shit on the Ravens. Maybe Lamar just, like, can't throw the ball that well, like I've been saying. Because even Kyler Murray is figuring out how they can get him open and, you know, hit him in big plays down the field. Speaking of the Ravens, Rashad Bateman is probably going to be a game-time decision. Harbaugh said he's day-to-day with a foot injury as well. They obviously need him to play. Devin DuVernay, you know, also another guy that came right back from a concussion one week later after a pretty nasty concussion, came back last week. Played, didn't do much. Ravens didn't look good against the Bills in a sloppy rain game. I'm an ice pack Bateman. I think he plays, but I agree I'm also an ice pack. I said previously i don't trust anyone any receiving person on on the ravens outside of uh oh i am drawing a complete blank mark andrews wow bateman is going to be a boomer a bust kind of guy i expect him to play divisional game ravens coming off the loss two and two you know they need a win be a big big divisional win so i i expect them to, to get him out there 
but I'm a I'm a ice pack for Bateman. I don't. I th- he's too too high risk for me. He's a boomer bust kind of guy. You know, Lamar Jackson not a great enough thrower. Doesn't put up enough passing yards to have you know consistent fantasy receivers outside of Mark Andrews. Yep, and finally Dalton Schultz. Played last week, practicing this week, but he had zero points uh, fantasy-wise this past week. Uh, not really targeted, obviously not tar- targeted often. I think he had one one or two maybe targets. So I think he comes back full swing this week and maybe game planned into this Sunday. So a big heating pad on Dalton Schultz. I really like this spot for him uh, at the Rams. I disagree with you for the first time on this segment today, but I am a Big ice pack here. This is actually this is the third week we've had Dalton Schultz up here. Um, I've, I've said to keep ice packing him. I don't like it until at least until Dak is back. Past two games, two catches for 18 yards combined. So you know if it ain't, I've been right the past two weeks, and I'm gonna I'm keep rolling with it. So I'm gonna I'm ice pack here, and I don't I don't trust him with Cooper Cooper Rush throwing him the ball. I don't think he'll get enough targets. Uh, Cooper Rush has played well, but I still don't expect. I don't I don't trust Dalton Schultz to have a, enough bulk of a of the offense until Dak is back out there. Too many other tight ends that you can play. And with all of that said, let's get to draw of the week. You can you can go into whatever you want to say about oh. it. Yeah, so I uh last week I, the funny thing is I in, in our little group message I I, I texted I texted uh, Steve and Big Jim. I said, uh, hit my draw of the week again. I, I counted my chickens before they hatched. And the crew, damn it if they didn't score in the 93rd minute to, for the W, which I was glad for a Columbus Crew W, but it, it ruined my uh, draw of the week. You know, the, the, heat, the heat that I was on with that. Uh, the crew just finished up. We're, we're recording this Wednesday night. They just blew a 2-0 lead to draw again. Their 16th draw of the season. I got to look <laughs> it up because it's got to be the most most draws in an MLS season ever. Um, if they draw next week, it'll be 17 of the 34 games that they play in an MLS season. Literally half the games can, can be draws here, which is like just an unreal statistic to even wrap your head around. What's helping that, they, so Miami is beating Orlando right now, and if that result holds, which is 4 nothing, so it's going to hold, crew are going to be a point, above my, a point above Orlando, excuse me, for the, for the last playoff spot. And they play each other this weekend in Columbus. So the crew for the you know they can actually be happy with the draw. So I think I'm gonna, I mean I'm going to keep hammering it until it stops happening so often. I think the crew get their 17th draw of the season at home against Orlando will be enough to get them into the playoffs. Yeah, I I don't hate it. Don't don't fix it if it's not broken. Uh going with that, I'm kind of looking at the board. I was going to maybe try to do an MLS game, but nothing's really catching my. Although DC United and Cincinnati, that could be a good one to draw. That game's in Orlando. I just saw. Now I'm now I'm. I mean, they're still going to get a draw somehow, but now I'm actually nervous. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that, and I'm going to go with my gut here. Crystal Palace versus Leeds. Palace, they they just love to draw, and Leeds isn't good either. So uh, I'm going to take the draw here and probably home in that one. Palace Leeds all day. They're still pulling it out. I can't. Leeds is plus two forty to win. Yeah, they're, they're going to win by 60. <laughs> um, there was another game. Well, Man City is just looking absolutely dominant also. That's uh, that's cool to see. And then it's uh, Dortmund and, and Munich as well on Saturday for all you 
soccer heads out there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that, that's another one that could draw. Those teams, those two play each other tough every year, no matter who's on what side. And another one I kind of like is uh, uh, Hoffenheim at Werder Bremen. Bremen. So there's a, there's a bunch of draws of the week for you. I don't think I've hit one yet this year. Let's try let's try three and see if I can get one. Uh, what segment does that bring us to? Perfect segue into the LGBTQIA plus player of the week. It was tough this week. It was tough this week. Big horse collar tackle. Definitely deducted points from uh, from Carl Nassib. You know it was a. Uh, you know that uh, that's one that makes you think. You know you 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 know are you ooh, keep playing like that? You might lose this award. But then he he made up for it. Had a had a big sack later in the game. You know he's back out there playing with the right sacks again. <laughs> and then, oh boy. And then uh, so I, I'm I'm gonna give it to Carl Nassib, LGBTQI plus player of the week. Got to go with my Penn State boy. Yeah, I was trying to think of a joke and I can't walk that tightrope. I don't know why I care what, what we say on here, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that one go. Get on to the greasy gambling picks. Yeah, so I've been looking at the slate here, the board. I will tell you a couple interesting things. First of all, the first of all, the Tennessee Titans are big rat, big rat line. They are minus two and a half at Washington Commanders. The Commanders fucking stink. The Titans playing good, playing better each week. 86% of the money on the Titans, 84% of the bets on the Titans. Why are they less than a field goal favorite at Commanders who can't block, they can't throw, they can't run the ball, and then they can't really defend either. So I don't know how they're, you know, that's a rat. That's a rat line. I really like the commanders because it's such a gross pick, but I'm not going to do that. In other news, you can take next week's games on FanDuel right now. Danny, what? guess the line. What is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Pittsburgh Steelers line? Is that looking? Pittsburgh Steelers, it's still eight. It is. Buccaneers minus six and a half. Less than a touchdown. Bro, did you just shit your pants? Bro, I just ripped butt. Oh, my God. It smells. <laughs> it smells the so mic, The mic picked that up, bro. That's fucking rancid. I think <laughs> I can smell it here. It is. Uh, no, no. Well, the smell went away. It, was, it stunk, and now it's it's gone already. But it stinks as bad as that line, too. Uh, 95% of the money and 92% of the bets are on the bucks. And the last one I got is... The Bengals are only minus one at the Saints. Saints really banged up. 100% of the money is on the Bengals minus one. So all of the tickets and money has come in on the Bengals. Not a soul's bet on the Saints at plus one. couple of those to look at early, early lines. If you want to get on top of stuff, those lines are definitely going to move in the direction of those two teams, the Bengals and the Bucks. So if you like either of those, hop on it now. Okay, you, you, do you want to go, Mr. 3-0, and or do you... I'll start you out. Yeah, I told you I was making that comeback. It's funny, I was telling Steve right before we started recording, it's, it's, I'm literally the, uh, the inverse of last year. Last year, I couldn't hit the college games for shit, but I was lighting up NFL, and this year, I'm, I'm crushing the college, and I, I'm missing all my NFL picks. So I, uh, I stuck with the college last week with all three and went 3-0, and so we're going to do it again. I, uh, but I, I, there was not a lot that I liked this week. But either college or pro, so I had to really think about some of these. Um, wasn't crazy about a whole lot this week. 
I do like, so I'm going to start with my lock. I, I got Nebraska and Rutgers playing on Friday night over 48 and a half. I don't like to bet the over-unders. I'm almost always a spread kind of guy, but uh, this one just kind of was jumping out to me. And I, like I said, I didn't like a lot of the picks this week, but uh, Nebraska is, they can score on anybody, but they also can't stop a soul, which is, so it seemed pretty low of an over-under. Although Rutgers does love to slow it down, have some low-scoring games, but I think that, uh, I, th I mean, Nebraska's capable of putting up 48 points themselves on Rutgers, so I I, I like this game to hit the over, so I'm going to lock that one in. Uh, we'll see if Shiano can pull off the dub at home against Nebraska, though. I, I, like, I, like, I like Rutgers to be competitive. But I think it's going to be a, a higher scoring game than the experts think, apparently. And then I'm a, a tough one. I went back and forth on this one if I should include it or not. But I do like LSU plus three at home to Tennessee. I, I hammered LSU earlier as a, this year as a home dog when they when they beat up Mississippi State. LSU's kind of looked okay since that week week one loss. Um, four four win four game win streak since then. I think Tennessee. Although, deservedly, they're in the top 10 right now because of, you know, people losing ahead of them and them having some big wins. Their, their marquee win, though, was at home versus Florida. I think at the Swamp, you know, this game 50-50 at the Swamp. I like LSU outright, especially with, with you giving me three points. So I, I like LSU to, to win or at least be pretty competitive at home. Any any SEC team, put them in a packed stadium in front of their own fans. They can beat anyone on any given week. So it's I, I like LSU here. And then my third one, Tulane minus three at home against uh, East Carolina. I like Tulane to cover that. Tulane is a good team. They uh, East Carolina is not a bad team either. But Tulane, Tulane, kind of an enigma. One of my, I, I was big on Kansas State this this year, and Tulane somehow beat them. I had Kansas State ranked early in my poll, and that was some people were like, "Why is Kansas State up there?" And I'm like, "Kansas State's great. They 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 got a great defense. Deuce Vaughn can score. At, he's explosive. He's he's Darren Sproles reincarnated. I was huge on huge on Kansas State. Defense is good." They lit up Missouri, who we just saw almost beat, almost knock off Georgia. So this is a good K-State team. And then somehow they lose to Tulane. And I'm like, what in the hell just happened? But then they follow it up with, with two big victories, one of them over Oklahoma. So Kansas State back ranked in my poll and the AP poll. Somehow lost to Tulane. I, Tulane's an enigma to me. I think they're pretty good somehow, so I'm going to take them minus three at home. Got off on some tangents there. Yeah, that's there's, all right. But there's a hit my last five college picks. So we're going to make it eight. Hammer all those. Uh, shout out to my friend, uh, my boy, Chris, Chris Brown. He's like, I think he's like, God, I want to find the tweet now. He's like only has two or three losses in his, his Circa mega contest picks through four weeks of NFL. And you have to pick five games a week. So that's very impressive. Very, very. Let's just roll through Jimmy's picks. He has the Steelers plus 14 because he's a piece of shit. He took took all the stats I gave at the beginning of the episode to heart. I guess you know he's a he's coming around to the Steelers. Uh, he just wants to see us lose because he knows he stinks at picks. Unfortunately, he and I have the Dolphins minus three. Like I said, Teddy Bridgewater, excellent against the spread. Sharps are on the the Dolphins right now at the key number of three. So you know, field goal win gives you the push. I had that with the stinking Vikings in London. I had the minus three. Misses the fucking extra point to go up four with like four minutes left. That son of a bitch kicker from from uh, Minnesota. Don't know his name, but fuck him. Him and the Steelers not even covering three and a half plus three and a half against the Jets. That those two things fucked my 
ass on Sunday. So I'm doing horrible so far this NFL season. Got to turn around this week. Dolphins minus three, Jimmy and I. Jimmy's lock, Cowboys plus five. I forget who they're playing. Cooper Rush might be his last game. It's kind of his last thought. You don't want to go out on a sour note. Oh, at the Rams. E. I don't know about Mike McCarthy against Sean McVay. I don't like that for the Cowboys. Uh, so I think that's a terrible pick. Th- those are Jimmy's picks. He's got Cowboys as his lock. And then the uh, Dolphins and Steelers. I have, obviously, the Dolphins. College, Zips, Bobcats hit the Zips as my only win last week because of the fucking Panthers. Baker Mayfield is fucking dog shit. He is so bad. Like, I knew he was bad, but I was like, okay, you know, he's not so bad that I, I thought it'd be a close game. He'd keep it close. And what does he do? He throws, like, three interceptions in the second half. Fuck Baker, bum. I'm on. Now I'm offline here. Oh yeah, zips, zips plus nine and a half homecoming game covered against uh, what was it? Going green Green. in in like a sixty a sixty point affair. Uh, Akron's quarterback is like a six six lanky black guy can run can throw a bit but not very well and honestly throws better i think on the run than in the pocket so we i was looking up way too many uh zips and bobcat stats i landed on over 58 and a half points both defenses are almost dead last in the country in pass defense akron zips number two in the country in sacks though so very impressive, and whereas Ohio is like 96th in sack, so look for the Zips to maybe get some sack. They're plus a 10.5. Don't hate that, but uh, I don't know about the Zips covering two weeks in a row, but I do like the, the over the points. I think it's going to be a shootout. My lock of the week is the Arizona Cardinals. I am going to get one of these Arizona Cardinal games right before the end of this season, goddammit, and week five is going to be the week. I just need one. I just need one win with or against the Arizona Cardinals, and then I can be done with them. I don't have the burden of it. But listen, they are at home, plus five and a half. The Eagles look a little too good. Uh, Eagles just, you know, a clean 4-0, having to go out west. Big road trip. They're they're feeling great. They're drinking bubbly on the plane probably. And uh, they're already kind of thinking of uh, our defense is so great. Kyler Murray, all he, you know, blah, blah, blah. Cliff Kingsbury is a clown. It's a perfect spot for the Cardinals here to cover. I don't know about when, but I think they could get the backdoor cover here at the worst. Or maybe they do beat the Eagles in a little upset. 63% of the bets and about 60% of the money on the Eagles. That is my lock of the week. Those are our picks of the week. If you Long. disagree or agree, let us know at on Twitter at Return to Play Pod. It was a long Greece gambling section, but I do want to add all three pickers from the Return to Play podcast. Return to Play podcast cast are are at or above 500, which might be a podcast first, honestly. Me and, me and Big Jim coming in at 7-5, seven and, seven and five. Steve at 6-6, six and six, just a game behind us. We'll see if we can keep it rolling. We're Heck least, yeah, uh, we're, not, we're not giving you total shit here, people. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so you don't need to fade us. We are actually going to win you some money. And we're going to keep it up. I, I'm, this might be 9-0 this week. We'll see. Yeah. Steve, Steve hey, parlay 
Steve going back to the Cardinals. Definition of insanity. Well, no, because I've been picking against the Cardinals. Yeah, but regardless of how you pick them, you're 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 losing it. Like when you pick sure, when you pick sure. for them, you miss it. When you pick against them, you miss it. You just got to stay away. Who was I, I did that with somebody last year. It was uh I don't remember who it was. I picked them a few. Probably Maybe it was not. Nebraska. I don't remember oh. somebody I could not get right. Um, and they 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 burned my ass a few times. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a fun weekend of football in all all aspects. Should be ML- a good weather weekend. Maybe MLS. Do a little- oh yeah, okay. great weather. MLS final the final game of the regular season. I've devoted myself to watching MLS this year, like as a dedicated fan. It's been pretty fun. I've enjoyed myself. So I'm gonna be pissed off when the crew fuck around and miss playoffs. But it's been a ride. It's been a ride. Lots of football going on this week. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have six screens in my face at all time. It's gonna be a good time. <laughs> UFC pay per view Saturday. Um, enjoy the weekend, but above all, stay healthy, America.